So let's talk about if people are getting on a call with you. Okay. So if people are booking a call with you, let's say you're a consultant and people are, you know, signing up for the call, they're putting it on their calendar. What happens next? What happens next? Is there crickets? Do they not hear from you until you get on this call? Or are you nurturing and building up that relationship with them ahead of the call? Hello, gorgeous soul, and welcome to the Success on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Julie, a seven-figure entrepreneur, and I've been featured in Forbes as the leading high-performance success coach who helps entrepreneurs to break through their self-imposed glass ceiling. So if you're craving unfiltered, no-bullshit conversations on how to break through with success, business, and wealth, you've found yourself in the right place. It's time to remember the ultimate truth that you can have it all, be it all, and achieve it all. Now let's do this. Hello and welcome all you high achievers. Tiffany Julie here, certified high performance success coach and online business coach for entrepreneurs, business owners, and local companies. Today we have a juicy topic all about how to optimize your sales flow process in your company to double revenue at minimum in the next 60 days. Yes, to more money and more customers. So if you haven't watched all about pillar number one, which is getting your client acquisition systematized, automated, and in a way that you can scale it and and get consistent lead flow, go and watch that episode. You can do it on the Success on Purpose podcast if you love audio format, or you can watch it, Tiffany Julie, on YouTube channel if you love video format. I teach you my marketing company's triple threat method, which literally has created billion dollar companies like Angie's List. We've reverse engineered what they've been doing over the last 20 years of marketing online. And we are delivering that to you as a customer or I'm delivering it to you so you can go and do it in that episode. So don't miss it. Okay, so let's get into today, optimizing your sales flow process. Because once you master pillar number one of client acquisition and you have a steady flow of leads coming into your business, well, then you definitely want to start optimizing your sales flow. Why? Because now you're spending marketing dollars. You want to have the best client acquisition costs that you can possibly get. And that's going to require you to do some work in this category. Okay. And also sometimes when you get really good at pillar one, which I've also seen and I've helped clients move through this is that, you know, you have so many leads coming into your business and now your system, your sales flow system actually can't support that influx of leads. And then we get like into a bigger kind of can of worms that gets opened. But that's a great problem to have. Don't you think so? Because there's more entrepreneurs out there basically like wanting more leads and wanting to have that problem than there are, you know, with with that actual issue. So let's talk about how to discover what your current sales flow process is if you don't know what that is. Then we're going to move into how to actually optimize it, how to build raving fans through this process in your business, and how to double, triple, quadruple your your, uh, conversions from potential customer to customer, okay? From eyeballs looking at your business and your brand and finding you to cash money in the bank. Honey, we love cash. Yay for money. (laughs) Yay for money. I love money. I don't know who doesn't love money. And I also love making an impact and helping my clients and creating raving fans as well. I love that just as much as I love money. 
Hence why I have money, because when you can make a bigger impact in the world by serving more people with the problem that you solve, the solution that you help people with their problem that they have, then you're going to make more money. So how do you discover step number one? How do you discover what your current sales flow process is? I want you to go get a pad, get a paper. Think of all the ways people find your business. Is it online? Is it offline? How are people literally putting their eyes on your business? Where is that? Is that through your website, your social media? Is it through LinkedIn? Is it through media? Is it through interviews? Is it through a Google My Business profile, ad campaigns? What is it? Where are they finding you? Okay, that's step number one. And write down all the places they're finding you. Step number two is to ask yourself, what is the process there? You know, if they find you on social media, where are you guiding them to next? If they're finding you on your website, where are you guiding them to next? Where are you inviting them to take the next step? Is it to purchase your product? Is it to get on a call with you to so they can know more about your service that you offer? Is it that you want them to call your phone so that you can have a quick little chat and see if you can help them or give them a proposal of some sort, maybe an estimate? Uh, if you're like a roofer or something like that, maybe you want people just calling your phone all day, every day. You want to just talk to people and give them estimates, okay? Or maybe you're a coach and you don't want everyone calling and ringing your phone, but you want people to book a call with you so that it's like more intentional and more of a process there to build a relationship with them to see if you guys would be a good fit to actually work together in your program. Or maybe you're an e-commerce store owner and you just want people to buy your product and solve their problem like this. What are those, what is the call to actions that you have? Are you telling people to call you? Are you telling people to book a call with you? Or are you telling people to buy your product right there? What is it on each of those channels? And I want you to understand that. Really, for your brand cohesiveness, I love to see the same call to action on every single platform, okay? Same call to action on every single platform minimizes the risk of you trying to be all over the place, right? People are booking calls. People are just calling your phone. People are DMing you. People are private messaging you. Like, you don't want all these different call to actions like DM me, PM me, WhatsApp me, book a call with me, fill out the contact form. Like, ah, like, no, you don't want to manage all of that. Okay. We want to streamline it. And we typically want to put everyone into the same process so you can master that process. And then later, maybe you can add to that process if you want, when you have other team members handling and doing well, that particular process. Okay. So figure out, do you have brand cohesiveness? Are you all over the place? Are you needing every single day to check millions of different channels, millions of different communication apps in order to, you know, follow up with your potential customers? You know, think about that. Think about how many people, if, if it's like that for you, you're missing so many, so much opportunity to turn those people into customers. Like it, people are falling through the cracks. I know that for sure, especially if you don't have automation or systems handling those different methods of how you're, you know, communicating with these potential customers. So one is to get that clear call to action, get the ones, the one call to action and put it all over every channel. Okay, that's step number one. Now that you have that settled up, the next step there would be to, you need to build credibility, okay? What you wanna do is you wanna build credibility. You want to build the no like and trust factor with this potential customer, okay? 
and you want to do it on your website, you want to do it on your landing pages, on your social media, everywhere, anywhere that these people are seeing you, you want to build up the know, like, and trust factor. And you want throughout the sales call process or the sales process, throughout that process, you also want to be reminding them over and over and over again why you're different from the competitor, why you solve their, how you can solve their problem, why you're the best solution to their problem. And you not just talking about yourself and raising your hand and going, I'm the best at what I do. I'm the best at what I do. And you being your own cheerleader, but you actually want other people cheerleading for you, right? Through video testimonials from customers, through uh, case studies that you've done on people that you've taken from zero to hero. You want to be, you know, showing people your media articles about other people writing about you like Forbes or Thrive Global or New York Wire or you know, you want to be providing them podcast interviews you've been on so that they can hear your expertise possibly, okay? Like the sky isn't even the limit when it comes to different forms of credibility. So your business also wants to be building up these different ways to prove to the customer that you're the best fit, okay, over the competition. So you can do some competitor research here as well. You can go and go see what all the top people are doing in your industry and your market and do it better and have more than everyone else, okay? Also, you want to build up the trust factor that, you know, your process and doing business with your company, how that's different from everybody else, okay? So maybe that's building out your specific method on how you solve their problem and like coining a methodology or a process to it that nobody else has. Or maybe it is just you highlighting why you are the bomb.com over the competition. I'll give you an example. My e-commerce store, I sell drones. And let's talk about this. Price becomes irrelevant if you do your job properly at building up that credibility because my I sell drones and the distributor literally sells them for cheaper than my store, but people pay more to buy the same product from my store than direct with the warehouse because why? We've highlighted why they want to go with our company over buying direct, okay? I saw that customer service was an issue. I saw that the after sales process, people wanted to ask questions. They wanted after sales support. There was none of that with all the competitors. There was no not a lot of great customer service. They weren't getting their drones fast, right? Like shipping was an issue. So I went and I gathered all these issues that I saw on negative reviews on all my competitors. And then basically I highlighted that I wasn't going to do that shit to them, right? So I was going to ship your drone. You get it in two days. I'm going to give you great customer service through the whole process. I'm going to give you someone that you can actually talk to on the phone. I'm going to give you live chat as well in case you don't like to talk to people on the phone. I am going to give you after sales support and I want to step beyond and I was like, okay, well, why are these people buying drones? Well, these people are buying drones because they want to make money. They want to get in the commercial space. They want to build a business with it. They want to you know, sell their images that they take with it. So I created affiliates with, I became affiliates with all these other people who were selling this type of education. And then I provided this for my customers. So it became like this one-stop shop. Okay, not just sell the drone, but I'm going to sell you education on how to use your drone. I'm going to sell you education on how to make money with your drone, you know, and I'm going to sell you everything that you would need with a drone. And literally my customers came back and were repeat buyers, repeat buyers, repeat buyers. And we all had this, we had so many reviews, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reviews 
on our customer service. Everyone said, this is impeccable. This is amazing. I've bought straight from the distributor before and it just sucked that entire process. And I will never do that again. I will always come to your company, even though the price is more. So the thing is, is that if you don't have, if you don't differentiate yourself, you're going to get in price wars with other people, right? So if you're a roofer and you have, you can't highlight why you're different, well then all, you know, this potential customer is probably going to get five estimates and they're probably going to go with the one that's like the middle estimate or the cheaper estimate, okay? They're not definitely not going to go with the one that's priced the highest. And we want to get you the most money for your service. We don't want you getting into price wars with people. And so you must understand and highlight why you're different, create a process that's different than everybody. So maybe you're a roofer and you use drones and this is how you keep your customers updated. You take drone photos because the people have no clue what you're doing up there. They cannot see the roof being, you know, fixed or teared apart or whatever. And they're worried about it. So you take photos and you tell them throughout the process, I'm going to send you these photos of the progress. What? That's insane. What other roofer does that, right? That's just one idea out of many, 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 because I've helped a lot of roofers <laughs> get more leads uh, and convert those leads and keep converting them and create lifelong raving fans because their process is different. So you've got to understand what are your customer objections? Why would they not want to buy from you? Why would your customer not want to buy from you? And you literally on your website or on your sales pages, you want to tell them <laughs> how you solve that objection. Okay. So an objection I just told you with the roofers is that the they can't see what you're doing. They don't know. They don't trust you to rip apart their house, you know? So how can you ease their mind? That's an objection. Or, you know, there's many, many, many objections. It could be price. It could be, you know, you could find a really cool way to justify like your higher price than everybody else. Uh, it could be customer service. It could be the experience. It could be shipping, right? Like I told you with my e-commerce store, it was customer service, shipping. It was education. So, you know, maybe if you're a coach and a consultant, you're running up against people who have hired coaches in the past and they haven't gotten results. And, you know, now they're coming to you and they're hesitant to do that same thing again. OK, so how can you ease their mind that that's not going to happen to them again? That's an objection. Or maybe they don't know that you can actually really help them. So how do you solve that objection is you give them case studies, testimonials and other people talking about you and picking up their hand and saying, I vouch that she can help you because she's helped me. OK, so. You know, I want you to think through all of that. I want you to audit everything that you have out there on the internet webs. And I want you to start to add these pieces of credibility. I want you to start getting yourself processes around collecting video testimonials, collecting uh, Google My Business reviews, you know, collecting Facebook reviews if you're on Facebook, LinkedIn if you're on LinkedIn. Like you need a process to start collecting all this material so that you can use it in your sales flow. So let's talk about if people are getting on a call with you, okay? So if people are booking a call with you, let's say you're a consultant and people are, you know, signing up for the call, they're putting it on their calendar, what happens next? What happens next? Is there crickets? Do they not hear from you until you get on this call? Or are you nurturing and building up that relationship with them ahead of the call, okay? So if it's crickets right now, that ain't good <laughs> because think about it. These people are cold people. They have no idea who you are. They just found you five minutes ago on the internet. And actually you built up enough certainty for them to book a call. 
But now we want to build up a lot of certainty so that when they get on this conversation with you, it's not an interview. It, you shouldn't be telling these people how you can help them, why you're different, you know, why you're the greatest sliced of bread out there, right? No, that conversation should, they, the customer should be asking, okay, should I go with this package or that package? And you go, okay, package A would probably be the best for you. Here you go. Here's the pay link. And then they pay. And then now you start the onboarding process. Okay. These customers should not be interviewing you if you've done your job properly at creating certainty that you are the one for them. You are the only one that solves their problem in this way. You are doing it most efficient above everybody else. And you have a testimonies on testimonies that prove that is the case. Okay. Not just you saying that, but other people saying that. So by the time and people get on a call with me, that book a consultation call for to work with me one-on-one -on -one in my coaching, literally that call is not, I'm interviewing them to make sure that I actually want them as a client, okay? That's what that call is for. And then at the end of that call, I will offer them a space if I want to work with them. They are not interviewing me. If they start to do that, then I know it's not an ideal client because I've already shown them along the way. And now I feel like they just don't trust themselves. And I don't work with people who don't trust themselves. Okay. So you need to understand all of these pieces and, and know how to build the no like, and trust factor with people. That's exactly what you're doing in this entire process. So think about it. If you just met somebody for the first time in person at a networking event, and you like this person and they said, yeah, call me, like, let's stay in touch. And you never called them again, <laughs> like you would have a friend, right? So it's like, no, you're going to text that person. Hey, how's your day? You're going to call that person. Hey, tell me what's going on in your life. Like, let's chit chat. Or you're going to be like, hey, let's go to coffee or let's go to the beach or let's go supping, you know, like golfing, whatever you want to bond on. You're going to build that relationship. You're going to tell them about you. You're going to let them share about them, you know, and you're going to be building this relationship. It's the same thing with people that are online that are searching or that are finding your business and your brand, even if they're finding it offline, right? It still is the same thing, okay? That is the whole entire point of the sales process. Now, if somebody is booking a call with you. Okay. So how do you then touch base with them in between? So let's say they booked a call with you today. You want to have emails going out to these people, right? Emails about the stuff that's on your sales page. You got to remember that people on the internet have the attention span of like two seconds. And by the time they are at the bottom of that sales page or website, they don't remember what they read at the top. Okay. So People are like, oh, no, it's redundant. It's like that is what a brand building is, is you got to know your core message and your core process and how you serve people and how you're different. And you just got to keep repeating that as many different ways as possible. That's it. That's what brand building is. You got to look the part and put out this cohesive consistency with all of your digitals and images and also with your copy and the words that you're using to describe your business and your brand. But it's going to be core things at the end of the day. It's not going to be like all these different wacky different things, right? Like you build trust with consistency. So it's consistent messaging. So you can just literally rip apart your sales page and put it in emails. You can do the same thing in a text campaign. You can do the same thing by having someone on your team literally call that person and say, hey, here's a five minute touch point. Like how, you know, what's your biggest struggle? And that person can then tell them what they're struggling with. And maybe you have a pile of resources that you can send this person before they get on a call with you so that they can start to, 
you know, get some traction with a transformation, you know? So you want to be following up with this person. You want to be in their inbox. You want to tell them that you appreciate them booking a conversation with you, that you're looking forward to speaking with them, right? Like, you you know, you want to touch base. You don't want to just have crickets. Now, if you're like a roofer or something like this and you have people direct calling you or you're a photographer and you have your number all over the internet and you have people calling you, it's like, okay, well, when they call you, what happens? If you're in a photo shoot or if you're up on a roof, does nobody answer the phone? Is there an answering service? Is there an answering machine if nobody answers the phone telling them like how they can get a hold of you? You can set up like automatic email campaigns that can go out to people if they call you and like you miss the call and they can put in their email and then, you know, you can send out automatic emails that go out. I mean, the possibilities are endless, but you have to ask yourself what's going on there. You know, and it's not a no good news bears when you have your number all over the Internet and nobody answers the phone. Okay, like people say, oh, but they know that I'm busy or whatever. And it's like, no, that's unprofessional to tell people to call you and then not answer the phone. So you need to get a phone answering service or someone that can sit there and say, hey, this is Alan's roofing. How many how can I be of your service to service to you? Because people on the Internet are impatient and they want information like yesterday. So if they're searching for your service and they find you and then they can't get a hold of you, that is horrible customer service. I'm sorry. That's the first impression you are leaving on that potential customer. And that potential customer is like, hell no, I'm going to someone else who's going to give me the information I want right now at the time I want it. Okay, that's good customer service. So it would behoove you, you know, to pay someone even minimum wage to sit there and answer the phone. There's call service companies you can hire to be able to do that for you. As long as you have a good system and a process to that, that can hold that, then you're good to go there. So that's an example of like, how do you want your brand to be perceived when people call you? I guarantee you, if you know that customer, if they call you and, and then you don't answer, you don't get back to them or whatever, they're going somewhere else and you literally just lost that business. You literally took money, potential money, and threw it in the trash. You burned it up because you didn't want to pay attention to your sales flow process, okay? So um, that's if, if someone booked a call with you. That's an example for someone that has their sales flow of their customer actually calling them. So let me give you an example of e-commerce. I think I've already touched base on that, but let's do it quickly. So all over my website, right, when people were coming to buy, I had like, why we're different. If you go to the you know distributor, this is how you're going to be treated. If you go order this on Amazon, this is how you're going to be treated because I was competing with Amazon, but not really because I'm smart business owner and I know how to differentiate myself even from Amazon, the king of online retail. Okay. Uh, Amazon was not my competitor. Our company was the fastest growing dropship store, still is, <laughs> in the freaking US. Okay. No competition here because I know how to do, I know how to build any brand in any niche in any market, period. So it's like all over the page is all of these things pointed out to the customer. Oh, you want to make money with your drone? This person's thinking, how does she know I want to sell these photos? Well, because I did my job properly at market research and I knew why people wanted to buy a drone. Okay. So you want your customers to say, how do they know that? How they're like a mind reader. Oh my God, how did they know I needed that too? or I wanted that as well, or how did they know this, you know? 
You need to understand all the objections that are going on in your ideal customer's mind. You need to understand all the desires that are going on in your client's mind. You need to understand what's next. After you solve this problem for this customer, what's the next problem that they're going to incur from that solution? Because there's going to be one. So for example, in my marketing company, it's like, okay, well, we generate leads with ad campaigns through Google mainly, okay? And we do SEO and we SEO their properties, um, their websites and their GMB properties. Well, after they get an influx of client lead flow, it's like, well, how do you scale from there? Exactly what I'm talking about in this video. We train our clients on how to optimize their sales flow. Then from there, you know, they're like, they don't have a CRM system usually. So it's like, okay, well, how do you then implement a CRM system? So we're helping people with the bottlenecks throughout the entire journey of scaling their company. We are not just selling leads and Google ad services. Do you see the difference? So that's how I differentiate my marketing company from every other thousands and millions of marketing companies out there. It's like, no, we actually all the business owners, me and my partner are both seven plus figure entrepreneurs. And we understand ahead of time and can save our clients a lot of headache because we're going to force, be able to foresee and say, hey, listen, wow, right now you're at this point in your business. If we keep cranking up the ads and cranking up the lead flow, you're going to not be able to fulfill the service. So you got to go hire more crew before we do this. And let me show you how to hire properly so you don't waste time, effort, energy, and money because we don't got time for that. So let me help you hire, okay? So that's how like my marketing company is different. And we also put that throughout our entire funnel so that by the time people get on the call with my sales team, they're not saying, why are you different, blah, 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 blah. They're just saying, okay, what's the best option for me and my business? And let's get rocking. And they pay them right on the phone call. I mean, I have people, like people pay me for my coaching right on the phone call. There's no, they fork over their credit card. There's no question. You don't want questions in your customer's mind. You only want certainty. So those are all the things that you need to understand as a business owner to be a very good business owner, to be solve problems at a high level for your clients. And it's like, Okay, so then what's after that? And thinking about that and telling the customer on your sales pages, okay, well, once I solve this problem for you, <laughs> this is the problem you're gonna incur and I've already solved that for you. So you're welcome. They will love you forever. Seriously, forever, ever, ever. They will be raving fans forever if you give them an amazing journey, a sales journey at building that no like and trust factor and relationship. Okay, so that is for an example for e-commerce. So I'm not going to keep going on and on and laboring because I've already done that enough. I think you really need to understand and ponder on, okay, what are, where are my legs out there on the, on, in the world of how people find my business? Write them out. That's step number one. Step number two, make sure you have brand cohesiveness by the same call to action and take everyone through the same process. Optimize one process. Don't have a million ways that you are communicating with your customers. Have one way. Make that mastery, then you can add on other ways, okay? Now you need to get in the head of your ideal customer, know their objections, everything. Do your research. Do your market research as to why you are different and make sure you tell people every single day, every single second of every day why you're different, okay, through your entire process. And yeah, and then that's it. I mean, that's the, that's the whole thing I have for you guys today. So there is um, a lot of things after that, right? So 
if you don't have a CRM system, a customer management system that you're that you're literally tracking all of this through your leads all the way to customer, you know, if you don't have a follow up process with people, so say they're getting on calls with you or you give them estimates or proposals. If you're like a web designer and you send out 20 proposals, what's happening after the proposal? Are you following up with people? Now we're talking about a follow-up system and a follow-up process to make sure nobody falls off because there is so much money that people lose in the follow-up. I always say like the biggest money is actually in the follow-up because <laughs> if you don't convert on the front end, you absolutely over time will convert on the back end. Why? Because not if you go above and beyond the competition, even if someone went out and if you sold something like in my drone company, right? And I've had people literally buy drones before from other companies, but then they come to my company and they buy from me because it's like I follow those people around on the internet and I'm in their face and I'm still building brand awareness, even if I already knew somehow that they bought a drone from somewhere else, right? So it's like, even if you know that you got on the phone with Susie, she wanted a roof replacement, but she went with Bob, it's like still follow up with her. Why not? If you have resources you can send, if you can still try to build that know, like, and trust factor and relationship with them. And, you know, Susie hired Alan and Alan did the roof replacement, but then Alan fell off and Alan is too busy to do roof repairs or Alan doesn't care to follow up with her to see if she liked the job after or Alan didn't do a good job at, you know, building that relationship with that customer, you're probably going to get that customer. Do you see what I'm saying? So don't give up on people. Don't give up on people. Have a standard for your brand that even if people don't buy from you and they've seen you somewhere, you always leave them better. You always give because you will get that back. It's not just about gimme, 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 gimme the clients, gimme the money or whatever to grow your business. It's no, it's actually, let me care about these people. And if you can fundamentally have that as in your mind and as part of your brand promise that you actually give a shit about your customers and you then tell them that you do and why you do and how you do, and you still build relationships with people. Like I do it in my coaching all the time. People get on and sometimes it's not an alignment. Sometimes they're interviewing or getting on a call with, 10 other coaches and they're just seeing like the different energies and stuff like that, the different ways people can help them. And sometimes people go and hire other coaches. I don't get offended by that, right? But nine times out of 10, those people come back to me because I don't just drop off the face of the planet. I have a follow-up system in my CRM that literally sends them emails, keeps sending them resources, keeps building that relationship, keeps top of mind, okay? So people are busy nowadays and the best way that you can stay relevant is stay top of mind any way that you can. If that's through emailing, texting, phone calls, uh, retargeting ads that you use on Google or Facebook or YouTube or TikTok, like somehow getting back in front of these people consistently is also building that no like and trust factor on the back end. OK, so you will have conversion on the front end immediate and then on the back end with the follow up. So that's an entirely another pillar in your business that we'll talk about on the next episode. And I will go into all sorts of different scenarios to help you with your follow-up process. So anyway, as always, if you would love to book a session with me, a consultation call to see how I can help you to optimize your sales process or get your client acquisition system on lockdown and help you to scale your company and do it the easy fun way, not the painful, oh my God, what did I just do way? <laughs> 
book that consultation call with me. It is in the description below if you're on the podcast as well as if you're watching this on YouTube. Anyway, I love you guys. Go out there, take action, love up on your people, and you will never be worried about where your next customer is going to come from. Have the most amazing day. Until next time, keep it real. And that's a wrap, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for trusting me with your time and joining today's Wisdom Drop. If you want to go deeper with me and receive personalized support to break through your glass ceiling, and yes, you're currently experiencing one, whether you realize it or not, and you want to dream bigger and create a life and business beyond what you thought possible, I would love to invite you to work with me in my High Performance Coaching Accelerator program, where you're going to get VIP treatment and daily access to a highly trained coach and a seven-figure entrepreneur who can help you to activate your power, live every day with more energy and passion and fulfillment, and unleash your potential. If that calls to you, book a consultation call with me. The link to do that is in the show notes. And if you've enjoyed this conversation, hit that subscribe button or leave me an honest review. Honest reviews help me to create the content that you guys want to hear. So go and do it for me. Thank you. And of course, if you want to get social, I'd love to connect with you. Those links are in the show notes. And finally, if you want to grab your free success toolkit, head over to tiffanyjulie.com. And until next time, remember that you can have it all, be it all, and achieve it all.